0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Lord reveals that He will punish Israel for her unfaithfulness and lewdness, but later He will allure her, comfort her, and betroth her to Himself forever. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Hosea chapter 2 on Simply the Bible. The Lord
0: called Hosea to be a prophet to Israel, but since the people had been unfaithful to God by worshiping other gods, Hosea would be required to marry a wife who would be unfaithful to him. So Hosea married Gomer, who bore three children. God gave them names to remind the people how he would judge them for their sins. Gomer's first son was named Jezreel, meaning scattered, for God would scatter his people. Then her daughter was named Ruhamah, which means unloved. Finally, Gomer gave birth to a second son named Loamai, meaning not my people, for God would set Israel aside for a time and And they would not enjoy God's presence as his special covenant people. But all of this was only temporary because the time would come when God would say to them, you are sons of the living God, and he would gather them again to himself. So we continue today in Hosea chapter 2. Say to your brethren, my people, and to your sisters, mercy is shown. God goes back and forth rebuking his people for their infidelity, and then speaking words of comfort about their future restoration. Perhaps this tension was what Hosea himself felt as in one moment he was filled with jealous wrath over his wife being unfaithful, and in the next moment having feelings of love for Gomer despite her promiscuity. Bring charges against your mother, bring charges, for she is not my wife, nor am I her husband. Let her put away her harlotries from her sight, and her adulteries from between her breasts, lest I strip her naked and expose her as in the day she was born, and make her like a wilderness, and set her like a dry land, and slay her with thirst." The Lord calls for a formal accusation to be brought against Israel as his unfaithful wife. Now, he was not divorcing her, but acknowledging that she was not being a wife, rather than calling for her to be executed, which the law actually required, or even giving her a certificate of divorce. God simply tells her to put away the adulteries that were between her breasts, that is, from the place of her affections. Otherwise, he would strip her and expose her, bringing her to public shame. She would then become a barren wilderness. I will not have mercy on her children, for they are the children of harlotry. For their mother has played the harlot. She who conceived them has behaved shamefully. For she said, I will go after my lovers who give me my bread and my water, my wool and my linen, my oil and my drink. God would not have mercy on the children of the northern kingdom of Israel because they were also guilty of spiritual adultery. They were covered with the same shame as their mother. We know that both the mothers and the daughters were serving as temple prostitutes in the pagan shrines of the Baals and the Ashtoreths. The mother longed to go after her lovers, which were false gods, whom she thought would bring her bread, wool, linen, and oil. But the truth was that Yahweh had given her these things. Therefore, behold, I will hedge up your way with thorns and wall her in so that she cannot find her paths. God would hedge up her way with thorns, preventing her from finding her way to her lovers. She will chase her lovers, but not overtake them. Yes, she will seek them, but not find them. Then she will say, I will go and return to my first husband, for then it was better for me than now. What Israel thought would gratify her would in fact leave her disillusioned. And that is the way it is as we pursue the things of the flesh. At first, they tantalize and allure, but then they end up leaving us feeling more empty and guilty and disillusioned than before. The things of the world promise so much, But deliver so little. So then she would say, I will go back to my first husband. She would remember the days of her youth when the Lord was her husband, but she was not quite ready to repent and go back home yet. For she did not know that I gave her grain, new wine, and oil, and multiplied her silver and gold, which they prepared for Baal. Therefore, I will return and take away my grain in its time and my new wine in its season and will take back my wool and my linen given to cover her nakedness. Now I will uncover her lewdness in the sight of her lovers and no one shall deliver her from my hand. I will also cause all her mirth to cease, her feast days, her new moons, her sabbaths, all her appointed feasts. So the grain, wine, and oil that Yahweh had provided for her, she prepared to worship Baal. The silver and gold that he gave her, she used to make her idols. Therefore, God would take back his grain, wine, wool, linen, and even her joyous feast days. Since she had uncovered herself for all of her lovers, God would now expose her lewdness. And her lover's would see her for who she really was. She would be spent and they would no longer desire her. And I will destroy her vines and her fig trees of which she has said, these are my wages that my lovers have given me. So I will make them a forest and the beasts of the field shall eat them. I will punish her for the days of the bales to which she burned incense. She decked herself with her earrings and jewelry and went after her lovers, but me, she forgot, says the Lord. So uh, Israel had credited her gods with prospering her and giving her what she desired. Baal was supposedly in charge of the weather, so they would sacrifice to Baal in hope that they would get rain and a better crop, but of course It was the Lord who had given them fruitful vines and trees and rain in its season. Therefore, God would punish them by sending beasts that would consume their produce. Therefore, behold, I will allure her, will bring her into the wilderness and speak comfort to her. I will give her her vineyards from there and the valley of Achor as a door of hope. She shall sing there as in the days of her youth as in the day when she came up from the land of Egypt. Now the Lord completely pivots here. Despite Israel's unfaithfulness, God would speak tenderly to her. Literally, he would draw her out to the wilderness and speak to her heart and allure her back to himself with comforting words. Achor means trouble. So there in the valley of trouble, God would give her a door of hope. And she would sing again, as she did when she was a young and faithful bride, amazing love, amazing love of God, and God would restore her to that place that she had formerly known with him. And it shall be in that day, says the Lord, that you will call me my husband, and no longer call me my master, for I will take from her mouth the names of the Baals, and they shall be remembered by their name no more. So... You know, there was a time when she had called him my master, meaning that he was like her boss and she probably resented that. But instead, she would call him my husband, an endearing term, and she would no longer have the names of these other gods in her mouth. In that day, I will make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field, with the birds of the air, and with the creeping things of the ground, bow and sword of battle. I will shatter from the earth to make them lie down safely. I will betroth you to me forever. Yes, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and justice, in loving kindness and mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness, and you shall know the Lord." Now, this has not happened yet. This is still looking now to the future when God will put away the bow and the sword of battle and there will be battle no more. And God will betroth Israel to himself forever. What a beautiful day that will be. And they will know that he is the Lord. It shall come to pass in that day that I will answer, says the Lord. I will answer the heavens and they shall answer the earth. The earth shall answer with grain, With new wine and with oil. They shall answer Jezreel. Now remember that Jezreel was the name of Hosea and Gomer's first son. It means scattered, but it also means sown. And so I will sow her for myself in the earth, and I will have mercy on her who had not obtained mercy. Then I will say to those who were not my people, You are my people. And they shall say, You are my God. So a play on words. At first, God would scatter Israel, but then he would sow her and plant her in the land and she would be uh, his people once again. Then the Lord said to me, go again, love a woman who is loved by a lover and is committing adultery, just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel, who look to other gods and love the raisin cakes of the pagans. And so the Lord now told Hosea to go to Gomer as she was living in adultery with another man and love her again. Take her back. So I bought her for myself for 15 shekels of silver and one and a half homers of barley. And I said to her, you shall stay with me many days. You shall not play the harlot, nor shall you have a man. So too I will be toward you. So this would be amazing really after his wife had been so unfaithful to her and now he would go back to her and redeem her from the slave market really, uh, paying just 15 shekels, which was half the price of redeeming a female slave and about five bushels of barley. Barley was considered really feed for the animals. So wasn't a whole lot to pay. She was pretty much spent. And whoever was her lover at that point was willing to let her go for a very low price. And Hosea would say to her, you're going to stay with me now for many days. You're not going to have any other lovers. And the Hebrew would indicate that he also would refrain from having sexual relations with her for a period of time. Verse four, for the children of Israel shall abide many days without king or prince without sacrifice or sacred pillar, without ephod or teraphim. Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. And so this speaking of the children of Israel being for such a long time without a king, of course, that's the way they are today, but also without their idols. Once the Lord took the northern kingdom of Israel into Assyrian captivity, they would not really return to their idols and God will gather them again into the land and they will seek the Lord in their land and David will be their king. This will happen in the latter days and surely refers to Christ reigning over them during the millennial kingdom. It's just an amazing story how... God would look at his people of Israel, even though they had been completely unfaithful to him, had worshiped gods, had not even had one good king among them, and yet God would not ultimately put them away, but speak tenderly to them, bring them back to himself. And this has not yet been fulfilled, but it will be fulfilled as the Lord returns to gather all of his people of Israel, the southern and the northern kingdoms, they will be together under one head. Jesus Christ, and what a glorious day that will be.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, Check out our Simply the Bible podcast and please leave us a review. That helps a lot. Tomorrow we will see where the Lord brings charges against Israel. There is no mercy or truth, and they are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They have been joined to idols and will suffer as a result. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Hosea on Simply the Bible.